Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I have a great show for you today. I'll teach you how to pivot in your career. I'll also be interviewing Doug Shepard, who has over 20 years of experience in professional hockey. He is an experienced player agent and trusted family advisor who takes the time to build strong personal relationships with his clients and their families. In today's episode, Doug shares his inspirational story of pursuing his dreams. For more information about Doug, please visit asmhockey.com. Thank you so much for listening to Lifeology. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. Pivoting in your career. When we were children, we all had wonderful ideas of who we wanted to be and what we wanted to become. Unfortunately, life happens to all of us, and sometimes those dreams don't always come true. When life happens, sometimes we get, quote, stuck with a job, and that becomes our career. And for other people, companies downsize or lay people off, and they often think, well, what am I going to do? And of course, there are other individuals who just want something different in their life, but because they invested so much in their education, they feel like they just can't make a change. The great thing is, is there's always an answer. Research states that the average person has five different versions of their career. That career can be in the same industry or it can be something completely different. For example, for me, my life started out with music. Then I went to psychology and then now I'm doing what I'm doing today. And thankfully, I was able to merge all that together. The psychology, the music, the entertainment that I did. And that's the great thing about you is you have wonderful talents and gifts that maybe you're not yet using. There are many ways in which you can pivot your career. But one thing I really like people to do is to take a personal inventory of their life right now. If you create the graph of fulfillment, and I've spoken about that before, but what the graph of fulfillment does is it has you write down every aspect of your life. So on a horizontal line, you're going to break your life down into as many components as possible. For example, your health, your wellness, your finances, your relationships, your friendships, your spirituality, your retirement, your vacations, your hobbies, etc. As many things as you can think about. And the more of those categories you create on that horizontal line, the more you'll really be able to hone in on what you like about your life and perhaps things you need to work on. And on the vertical line on the left, you'll create 10 tick marks. And then you want to say, okay, let me evaluate my life for the past six months. So in the six month mark, you want to look at each one of those categories that you wrote down about your life. And then you want to rate them. 10 is the most fulfilled you feel. And one is the least amount of fulfillment you feel. When you go through all those components of your life, you'll see where you really do feel fulfilled. And those parts of you that really feel fulfilled, that's probably what sustains you throughout the day because you enjoy doing those things. And the other areas that are lower in number, those are areas you can work on. Now, we can do the same thing when it comes to your current employment. If you have it, it's great to pull out your job description and just like you did with your life, write the duties of your job on the horizontal line, just like the categories of your life. And even add some more, perhaps your interpersonal time or your downtime or the camaraderie that you have or additional things that are not necessarily on your job description. When you write all those out and then you rank them as well, 
you want to see, is there an overlap of things you do at work that you like outside of work? And if those graphs are somewhat similar, and then that's telling you that that's a way to pivot your career. And what I mean by that is this, if you're doing a job where you don't have much interactions with others, but that's something you really enjoy in your personal life, then is there a way to merge those two things? Often, if you work for a company, there are many other positions that may allow you to stay within the company, but then also be able to use some of the things you really enjoy in a new position. So merging the things you enjoy in your personal life with your work life allows you to see what your opportunities are. And that's something where I'd really recommend if you could speak to HR to ask them, hey, this is what I really enjoy. Are there any positions that would merge these things together? When I was younger, we didn't have the internet. <laughs> I'm sure many people listening right now can relate to that. However, nowadays, simply doing an internet search of, I want a job that allows me to do this, 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 and this. Simply typing something in like that will give you multiple ideas. So if you don't want to change your current industry, but you want to do something new, many times we don't know what we don't know. So doing a search like that is going to help you take your current career and pivot it into something new that helps you feel more fulfilled. And one last thing to do is there are many wonderful job coaches out there who can help you connect the dots of how to do what you went to school for, how to merge your personal life, and how to feel fulfilled in all areas of your career. In fact, if you go to my website at jamesmillerlifeology.com and in the radio directory of all the shows I've done, I've spoken with many wonderful career development coaches. Any one of them can help you pivot in your career. I have a wonderful interview today with Doug Shepard. Doug had a passion for hockey and he was able to navigate the positions in hockey to help him live his most fulfilled life. So stay tuned. Have you ever thought, gosh, I'd love to start my own radio show or podcast, but I have no idea how to do it. Or are you a seasoned veteran who wants to level up and improve all aspects of your show? Well, I will be working with a select few to help you either start or polish your show. These are a few topics I will teach you. How to create your brand and how to be specific with your niche and your audience. The types of equipment you should use to help you improve the quality of your audio and your video. I'll teach you how to get your show aired on most podcasting platforms, as well as give you an option to create a video podcast. I'll teach you which recording platforms are best for your needs, as well as teach you the importance of having a show clock, the do's and don'ts of writing your own show notes that will help increase the reach of your audience and generate traffic to your website. I'll also introduce you to some of my contacts and previous guests. I'll also be offering a select few the opportunity to broadcast your show on my platform and have access to my three and a half million listeners. So if you're ready to start or level up your show, then visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James and sign up today. It's time, my friend, for you to stand out and share your message with the world. Once again, visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James to get started today. My guest today is Doug Shepard, who has over 20 years of experience in professional hockey. He's an experienced player agent and trusted family advisor who takes the time to build strong personal relationships with his clients and their families. In today's episode, Doug will share his inspirational story of pursuing his dreams. Welcome to my show, Doug. Yeah, thanks for having me, James. Appreciate it. I am looking forward to this. From where are you calling in today? I'm just south of Boston, uh, about 45 minutes uh, south of Boston, close to beautiful Cape Cod. So it's a nice oh, day nice. here. And yeah, yeah. So Now, yeah. where are you originally from, though? I'm originally from Newfoundland in Eastern Canada, which is, you know, uh -huh. way out there. Uh, some people yes. say in the, in the, in the North Atlantic. Um, and I, I spent most of my childhood in, in like in, in Newfoundland, Nova Scotia and Prince Edward Island. So the Eastern uh -huh. 
uh, part of Canada. I've uh, been back and forth between both countries, uh, Canada and the U.S., you know, throughout my life with, with my hockey playing and, and my hockey business. Wow. When you were a kid, what, what drew you to hockey? Well, my, my dad played hockey, you know, and I mean, in Canada, as you know, I mean, it seems like everybody at least tries it or plays it, you know, so, so he threw me on skates probably when I was, you know, four or five years old and I never looked back. I mean, it was, wow. it's been a part of my life since, uh, you know, as long as I can remember, I've played the game. Mm-hmm. Now, when you compare the culture of hockey to other sports, what's the same and what's different? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think, you know, there's a lot of the hockey culture. Um, you, you see a lot of uh, players that come from families that were either, you know, fishermen or farmers mm-hmm. or really blue collar type backgrounds. And, mm-hmm. you know, from and, and, you know, don't like to use the word poverty, but certainly, you know, a lot of families who really, uh, you know, made it hard for to make ends meet. And, and you know, mm-hmm. kids grew up just grinding it out and playing hockey. And I think, I think you really see that in a lot of, even the professional, the NHL players now, you see that mentality, very humble, very humble group Mm -hmm. for the most part. And I think also just the the camaraderie aspect as well. So if most people aren't as fluent as perhaps other people, but to have that camaraderie that everybody's rooting for a certain team, I'm sure that really builds community. Well, I I think of the team sports, it's the one where you really rely on that, you know, like, I Mm -hmm. mean, basketball you know i'm certainly not an expert in the other sports but you know certainly basketball you have like your superstars who control you know a good portion of the game baseball you have your pitcher and then your home run hitters you know football you get your quarterback i mean hockey even though the goaltender is probably the kind of the backbone of the team i mean you've got a you got a 23 guys there that are really going to battle for each other and you know it's a lot of moving parts yeah, exactly. Now, some people will talk about the violence of it. It's how would you say about that? Because I think it's just I'm not minimizing violence, but what, what would you say about that? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, in the last few years, it's probably been blown out of proportion. I mean, the game sure. has certainly gone to much more of a skilled game in the last yeah. you know fifteen to twenty years. It was a rough and tumble game, you know, in the seventies and eighties. There's no question about that. Um, and, and now it's gone to more of a skill game, but I think what's happening is the players are so big and so fast and so mm. athletic is, you know, when a player does deliver like a crushing body check, I mean, it can be, it can be devastating, you know, like, there's danger of the game. Yeah. Going there's mm. the, the, the speed of the game now compared to 25 years ago is, is unbelievable. And that's, what's leading, I think, to people saying, oh, well, it's violent. Well, it's fast and it's yeah. physical. But it is neat to see how people get so impassioned about 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 the game, and that's so cool to see. You know, I mean, people have like the Super Bowl, all that, is, every a lot of American sports as well, and people get so impassioned. So I love to see the camaraderie of it. I've been in quite a few games when I was younger, uh, and it was so neat to see. I mean, you would see how people are just so connected to their team, and it's they're almost like their avatar. And it was just it was always really cool for me to watch peripherally as I watch, you know, doing what I do to just kind of focus on that. So it is pretty cool. Monday night, I was I was at the Boston Garden or the TD Garden, as they call it now, for the Islanders Bruins playoff game. And you know, you're, you're, we're getting back to reality a little bit here. Yeah. And the building was full, and I mean, I, I texted my wife. I mean, it was shaking. I mean, people were oh, really wow. going absolutely bananas. But it, it, it was awesome. it's great to see that you know after what yeah. we've gone through in the last eighteen months. Oh, certainly, yeah, it definitely is. When when you were in professional hockey. How was that for you? Because I know it was something you wanted to do so bad since you were a child. How was it for you to actually get into the professional hockey arena? No pun intended. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, you know, it, it, it's exciting. I mean, I think everybody, you know, wants to follow their passion and, and follow uh-huh. their dream. And, uh, you know, I had a bit of a different kind of route, you know, to becoming a player agent. I was a minor league player myself, and I built a lot of relationships in the pro game, you know, through that through that avenue. And yeah. I, I really always thought I would get into the management side of business. Uh, you know, uh, with, with the league, you know, I thought I would, yeah. you know, would go with a team and I, I did dabble in that. I did work for some professional mm-hmm. hockey teams for, for a while. And, um, you know, it's, uh, like any business, it's tough and things have to line up and, you know, the stars have to align for you to, to get certain yeah. positions. And, and I, I had the opportunity to start representing, you know, a few younger players and I started to have some success with it. And all of a sudden I got a real excitement and a real passion for oh, becoming wow. an agent. And, uh, so I think, you know, when you go into an arena and you watch, you know, your player who, you know, becomes like a son to you, um, you know, become an NHL or score a big goal or, you know, win a big game. I mean, it's, it's exciting. It it, it does fulfill that, you know, that dream. Well, tell me, tell me more about what a player agent does. Well, I think one of the biggest, you know, first of all, we have to recruit players so young to get them. Oh, really? You know? okay. And I, and I, and I think that's pretty prevalent across most sports sure. yeah. is you're going after these young elite athletes, you know, in their teens. So you're, you're, you're playing babysitter for a few years. I mean, that's your biggest, oh, you're, gosh, a, cheer, yeah, you're, about, you're yeah. a cheerleader, <laughs> you know, and you're a family yeah. advisor and you're, you know, you're trying to look after these kids. So, yeah. so, I mean, that's one of the biggest challenges, um, especially when the players are amateurs and they haven't reached the professionals, you got to hold on to them. And, and you've got to be their oh, biggest yeah. cheerleader and their biggest kind of caretaker. Well, a lot of them get instant fame or, or recognition quite quickly. How how do you help them when they get a little too big for their britches or put themselves in mm-hmm. positions that, that's not the healthiest for them? Well, I mean, going back to one of your first questions is about like hockey players and how they are. Yeah. And I, yeah. first and foremost, I am trying to recruit a player, a young player who's grounded who's oh, got strong character, who, who yeah. the family is very grounded. So, uh, you know, I'm not saying I haven't dealt with certain situations like that, but mm-hmm. certainly my goal in recruiting is to, you know, sign a player that I don't have those issues with. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, one, <laughs> that's, that's probably number one. Because at the end yeah. of the day, in this business, if, if his values don't line up with yours, you're probably going to lose them to another agency anyway. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, and that might be for the best interest. But mess, yeah. babe, me, that may be the best thing at the end of the day anyway, because if you're not, if, yeah. if it doesn't work, it just doesn't work. Yeah, no, exactly. So, so I think that that's a, you know, that's a big piece of it is just making sure that, you know, it's upstanding character that, that you're recruiting because you need mm-hmm. those players, you know, if they're not going to trust you with the little decisions, they're not going to trust you when there's millions of dollars on the table and you're trying yeah. to work out the best you know, deal yeah. for them. Now you had to go through quite a bit of schooling for that, right? Or credentialing for that. Isn't that correct? There's not a, there's not a ton of schooling and credentialing that, that directly pertains to being an agent mm-hmm. on the NHL side. Uh, there is a, like a process. Um, but my, you know, my foray into the business was I was a player and I built those relationships with management. And um, I studied business in, in university and, and, and got my degree when I was playing hockey. So I had some mm-hmm. business background, but I'm not a lawyer. And um, sure. you know, I, I didn't have to go through rigorous testing to become certified. It's a little bit different. Sure. Gotcha. Okay. When you kind of reflect back on 
when you were, uh, I guess, what you said, three or four years old on your, on your skates and you wanted to be, you wanted to be a player, then you were a player and then you wanted to get in management, but now you're an, you're an agent. How has that kind of played out for you? Because you had a, a long-term goal and yeah. you're still, you're still working on your goal, of course, because as we know, uh, research states that everybody goes through about five different versions of their career. So it may be in the same field, but the iterations of it change. Right. So you're what, your third, third iteration of that. What, what would that look like for you moving forward? Or, or how would you, how do, let me rephrase that. So with everything that's happened, and it's been slightly different from management to now to the, uh, being a player agent, how do you, how does that, what's that experience like for you? Yeah, there's definitely been some pivoting, you know, on my mm -hmm. part in terms of, yeah. you know, what I've done and, and where I'm going. And there's been some, you know, resiliency, I, I feel, you know, on my part to be able to get through mm -hmm. some of the obstacles that I, that I had to tackle. Yeah. So yeah, like you said, I mean, player into, you know, scouting slash player development slash management, I guess was my second stage and then into a player agency. So, I mean, currently I'm, I'm focused on growing you know, my agency and I'm focused on mm -hmm. recruiting that next wave of, of good players, but yes. you know, the business is changing. I mean, um, you know, I had a call with some, um, uh, some ex uh, Olympic female players recently, and we were just chatting mm -hmm. about where the girls game is going. Right. So like you always wonder, well, you know, are the girls going to end up with their own professional league? I think they will. I mean, they've had, yeah. they've had kind of variations of professional hockey in North America sure. with the girls, but I think they're really poised to have like a legit, female professional oh, hockey wonderful. league, you know, I, I think it's on the horizon. That's I think the, you know, a lot of the girls do too. So you wonder, yeah. you know, like what type of opportunities will be on that side, whether it's a, as a player representative, a player representative or, or a manager, mm -hmm. um, you know, you wonder, I guess sometimes what, where the business is going and, and how different uh, major, major league teams are going to structure their front offices. You're seeing it now with analytics becoming huge. Yeah. Of course, baseball mm -hmm. started, you know, Moneyball and, you know, the Oakland A's, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. 20, yeah. 20 years ago with bringing in, you know, really bringing analytics to the forefront. Well, that's yeah. coming to hockey. It's in hockey. There are analytics departments and, and it's coming in, in, a, in a bigger wave. So, yeah, you know, I think just being on the cusp of everything that's, that's happening and it's coming down the pipe in, say, the next 10 mm -hmm. to 20 years is where my head's at. And I really... Enjoy what I'm doing. I really enjoy the personal aspect of dealing with yeah. the players, you know, one on one. But you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, where the industry goes. Mm -hmm. I like hearing how you're in front of that as well. I mean, obviously, you're aware, but you're talking to a lot of um, a lot of these other players. But yeah, I mean, it's it's about time that obviously that you know hockey can have a female team. I mean, that's just seems like a no brainer. Is that something that you, um, obviously we'll talk offline about this cause I'm, I'm really excited about that. Is that something that you can get in the forefront of that you can really be the representative of all these uh, new yeah. teams? And professional yeah. teams? You know, I don't know. I don't, I don't yeah. know. I don't know where that's going to go right now yeah. as, as uh, you know, certified agents by the NHLPA, you know, we're mandated to, to only represent, you know, NHL uh, players, you know, we, we uh, cannot represent yeah, coaches or managers, sure. you know? Um, so, so I don't really know, but I think it's exciting to think of the possibilities of, of you know, what's happening and where it's going to go. Yeah. I and mean, who knows, you may be the owner of one of the teams. You never know. You never know. Yeah. With everything that's happened with COVID and sports, uh, professional sports took a hiatus for a while. How did that affect you and your dream of staying in professional hockey? Well, it's changed. It's really changed, uh, certainly how we've done business in the last year and a half. I mean, there was very mm -hmm. little face-to-face. -face. There was very little recruiting 
you know, face to face. I mean, I had, you know, Zoom call meetings with with uh, potential families that we were recruiting. I think like the players themselves at the professional level got used to not seeing us. So, I mean, that's, uh, that was, you know, that's yeah. a good thing. That could be a good thing or a bad thing. I don't really sure. know yet. I mean, like we, we've yeah. <laughs> maybe cut back on, on being around too much, you know, with, um, you know, with those guys. And, but I also say, think that some of them, I know some of my guys probably leaned on me. I probably talked to them more, you know, either by I FaceTime see. or call because, sure. you know, when we were going out and seeing them, you know, you'd, you'd go see a player, you know, October 1st and then, you know, get your FaceTime with them, have dinner or whatever. And then maybe it might be, I'm not saying it's a month before you contact them, but it, yeah, before you had it. real deep conversation, you might, might not be another month, but with COVID, I found like, I mean, there was a lot, there was deep conversations happening every week. There was just a lot mm, of contact just because of everything that was yeah. going on, you know, like if guys Sorry. had families or if guys were Canadians living in the U S there was always mm-hmm. something. So COVID yeah. maybe in a way brought you closer to your clients in, in a mm-hmm. lot of respects. I, More effective communication. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. How is it for you? Because, uh, you know, just to see the, the games, you know, to have like the digital, the digital audiences or to have all, you know, people spaced out. How is that? It seems like such a surreal experience. Yeah, it's funny. The first, like, it is, it's different. The first um, game <laughs> I went back weird. to, I went, I went to an NHL ring a couple of months ago and they started letting, you know, a couple of fans in and I was sitting mm-hmm. there and of course there's really nobody around you within like 10 or 20 feet of you because everybody's spread out, yeah. you know? And I, I'm, I'm hearing this sound and I was thinking, what, what the heck is that? And it was pumped in crowd noise. Oh, <laughs> you know, wow. so, you're, so you're sitting in the That's rink and it's like, it's, it's not quiet, but like, you know, you're hearing yeah. some fans talk and that, but then you're hearing this like, Ooh, ah, whoa, like this way. And then for the first period, I was like, what is that? And then I realized <laughs> that's what I'm here. been hearing on TV for the last year. You know, it was, uh, it was, it was like, yeah. Pumping it's kind of like the, the like the canned audience stuff. Like you hear like a laugh track or a clap track that you hear on a lot of the sitcoms, which I can't stand. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. it's so funny. That's so weird. Exactly. I mean, I guess you'd have to make the experience to seem like it is real. But yeah, yeah. I, was, yeah. I, I yeah. obviously didn't go to any of the games or matches, but that's so funny. I didn't even but but it was great to get back in the rink this week. I mean, to to really yeah. get back to like a like a full a full a full packed mm-hmm. house and the energy yeah. and you're seeing that now around the country. Yeah, that's it's yeah. been good. Wow. When we talked about this before, but you remind me a lot of Jerry Maguire. I mean, everybody who's probably seen that movie. How is it for you though? Because have you had situations like that where you have, we're, we're going to work with individuals and then all of a sudden the deals went bad because there's just huge life lessons there when you plan on something and when life changes, especially if, if there's, and this is my words, not yours, but if there's a commission that goes along with it, that you had assumed would be part of, of your, your revenue. And then Obviously, that doesn't happen. I mean, there's so many life lessons there. So, how was it for you to to be a Jerry Maguire and have some of these situations happen? I mean, the movie is so precise. I mean, it is. Just, <laughs> Show me the money, <laughs> as, as we say, as we say in in Newfoundland or the Maritimes, is spot on. You know, like it yeah. was like there was, it was, you know, and 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 the scene where the guy, you know, comes up to Jerry um, and says, "Hey, you know, I told you my word was oak, and mm-hmm. you know, we are the most trustworthy people," and 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 then you know the night before the draft he you know he he leaves them. I mean yeah. I've had the, I've That's had that exact really oh for, a, for a first round pick guy who the dad was this guy that he 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 sang the whole that whole uh, song of like wow. we are so loyal da, 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 da. and then when push came to shove I put so much time into it uh, the eve of the dra- wouldn't really be the eve of the draft but certainly yeah, yeah. on the eve of like the important time that was coming up you get the call of hey you know sorry we're gonna go with uh you know another agency you know so so i i've been there a few times um 
It's never fun. But what, what did you learn from all that? You know, I, I think there's different um, lessons that you take away from it. And there might mm-hmm. be like one or two small things that you did or didn't do. They say, okay, maybe I would have changed that or maybe okay. I would have positioned myself okay. this way. Yeah. You know, but I mean, at the end of the day, like these people, I, I feel, and this is personally, like, personally, I feel that there was a lot of things that I did for those people that, you know, just got thrown out the window and, yeah. you know, out with the garbage that they didn't realize that were big things. And there might have been one small thing that maybe I didn't do. And that's what they mm. focused on or focused on uh, making their excuse or whatever, you know, I as see. to why they why they left. But that, that's the business. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like one of my partners. It's like dating, you know, I mean, like you're going to have it really is. You're going to you're going to break up sometimes, I guess, if, if there's something you don't like about the person or if something starts to mm. it just really is. It's like, a, I guess it's like yeah. dating. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I know we have, we have probably about three more minutes. Um, highlight okay. some of the, highlight some of your, um, your clients. I want to hear about them. Yeah. I mean, Michael, I don't know. I mean, not knowing your, uh, you know, exactly who's listening, but if they don't follow the league, I do have some younger clients in, in the NHL. Sure. One is uh, Philip Myers. who plays for the Philadelphia Flyers. He's a big right shot defenseman um, who was, who was passed over in the NHL draft, didn't get drafted, yeah. uh, but ended up playing for team Canada on the world juniors, won a silver medal, uh, played wow. for Team Canada with the World Championships two years ago and won a silver medal. And now he's you know, he's only 24. He's really embarking on like a what we hope will be a solid um, mm-hmm. you know NHL career. He's got the potential to be a real good real good player. Yeah. Um, another player I have is Ross Johnson. He's with the New York Islanders. They just moved on. They beat the Boston Bruins last night in the oh, second nice. round. So they're moving on to the semifinals. Uh, he hasn't been playing. Uh, he's not injured. He's been a healthy scratch. Um, he, he's a, he's a physical player. He's six foot five, two thirty five. One of the toughest, he's one of the toughest players in the NHL. And, um, you know, so he, he's a player who's an aggressive player. Uh, he can certainly drop the gloves and fight if need be, but he's also Mm -hmm. turned himself into a serviceable, very serviceable player. And every time, you know, he's, he's one of my favorite stories because every time he gets in the lineup, he does his job and helps the team. And I think a lot of people ripped on him earlier in the year and or earlier in his career and said, you know, this guy's just a fighter and a goon. He can't play. And mm. he's proven he's proven he can, he can play. And nice. he's, he's proven that. So, you know, he's a good one. Um, another kid I represent is Zach McEwen. He plays for the Vancouver Canucks and um, he's a, he's a big kid too, six foot three, but, and, and a tough player, but with a lot of skill. And uh, mm. Zach is, um, you, you, if you, if you can go on Instagram and he, he's got a great personality. Um, oh, cool. you, you can see he's one of the new age players. He's got his, his dog is on there on Instagram. And oh, they, you, they, can't go wrong he, <laughs> you know, and, and, and he's a very, uh, he's just a really, really fun, like fun person, That's a really cool. good person. And he actually just started a foundation. Uh, his father, oh. um, passed away tragically last year and, uh, suddenly, and he was young and uh, they started a foundation called my biggest fan because his father was a huge hockey fan, a huge mm-hmm. fan of Zach's. And they started a, uh, started a foundation to help children with the costs associated with playing hockey because it's an expensive oh, sport. Wow. So the foundation yeah. launched uh, myself and his family uh, launched it about a month ago. And it's been, it's been amazing. The reception we've got. So my biggest wow. if anybody's listening and they want to check it out, 
Um, you know, it's a, it's a great initiative and Zach's a young player, you know, making his way in the NHL and he's going to help, you know, a lot of, a lot of kids. So I'm pretty, yeah. pretty excited for him and his foundation. That's awesome. That's amazing. Wow. I, and we'll have to talk more about that offline. I'm curious to hear more about that. Yeah. Well, Dr. Right, Shepard, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on my show today. Thank you so much. I enjoyed talking with you, getting to get the behind the scenes aspects of what it is in, in professional hockey, but also just your own story, just how to continue on with your, with your career, whether it went in the direction you want. But the cool thing is, is you just basically started. I mean, you're so young. And so you have the rest of your life in this career, which I think is absolutely wonderful. So thank you so much. If my yeah. listeners want to find out more information about you, uh, to learn more about your agency, to work with you, uh, to learn more about your players, where do they find this information online? Yeah, our website is asmhockey.com. So Achieve Sports Management is our, is our group. So if you want to visit uh, asmhockey.com, you can learn more about us. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for having me on, James. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon. Okay, thank you. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.